Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please sit back in your seats, unbuckle your pants, but not too much, because the police will tend to notice if you're sitting in a car outside, especially of schools and municipal buildings. This is the We Need to Talk podcast. Yeah, boy. Speaking of boy, I am that boy, Felix, and that is your man's Willis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. We are here, high atop the north end in Westerly, looking down on this beautiful town. Tonight, it's a foggy night, a little rain in the forecast. A little wet. We're looking down, though. We see the beautiful people walking through downtown. I see Granite Street. I see all the way to Mesquamacate and Atlantic Avenue. You know what? We're looking out because... We are monitoring these streets yes. like the dark nights that we are, making sure that y'all come through with the proper amount of spice. We will deliver it. If you don't have enough, we will. <laughs> keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm go. just going to keep I'm going. Just, gonna just keep going. <laughs> Look, we're sitting up in the We Need to Talk Tower, high above the Calabrese Club, North End, Westerly, Rhode Island, USA. And you know what? What? Above my shoulder right now. On your shoulder or above it? Actually hanging on the shoulder. I can see it. Both shoulders. Both shoulders. I'm double belted up. <laughs> Over my right shoulder, I have shined up the Intercontinental Championship belt bling, bling, bling. of the it's podcast shining. game. Bling, bling, and bling. over my left shoulder, <laughs> the newly acquired Intergalactic Championship Belt. Intergalactic Planetary Champions. Double champ champ. Y'all can find us on the interwebs. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, Muskland. We're we're we're, we're, we're going to get to that Twitter. At WN2T Pod. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. Can I ask? If we were the Dark Knight, the Dark Knights, the Grey Knights, what would we even be? The Hazy Knights? You know what? We're the Hazy Knights. The Hazy Knights? Maybe the Hazy Knights. If we were the Hazy Knights out there, uh, uh, looking out over our kingdom, mm. our downtown, our, our beachfront property. Yes. The north, the south, all of it, down to the napatriest of points. And we saw some crime going down. We saw some things happening. Like what type of crimes are you are you describing? Um, maybe somebody putting a crease in their Jordans. Oh, oh, we we need to do maybe somebody about jumping that. the line at Perks and Corks. Right? Listen, there's a, there's a band playing. I we have a code. There is a code. And creasing Jordans, crossing the line, crossing that line, bro. When you're in line for a drink, yeah, not tipping the bartender oh. the proper amount. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> leaving Danny's without paying your tab. That, that, Where they don't know your name. That's right. Because let's keep it real. Everybody hearing my voice knows I've walked out of Danny's without paying my tab. But they know my name and they know I'll be back. No, I just want it. So whatever. These things are happening, right? Not paying your tab. Yep. Jumping the line. Yep. Creasing your Jordans. Yep. And we strike the hazy night. We, I don't think that we are vengeance, right? The newest Batman, he's pull, he's He's pulverizing, he's pummeling, these pummeling these, these 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 crooks, these thugs. Yes. He's like, I am vengeance. We don't come off as vengeance. 
what would we be? Not not in these um, personas. No, no, no. Um, We're not vengeance. I, I, w- I wouldn't say vengeance as much as we are a strong talking to. <laughs> we, 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 we will shake the shit out of somebody. I'll tell oh, you that much. I will shake you. I just fucking shook the table. I will, I will hang a motherfucker upside down by his crease Jordans and shake that change out and slap it on the bar and say, Sir, you will tip at least 25% after every drink from now on. You may get a stern wagging of the finger. I may have a wag, a finger wag in my future. I'm wagging it to you right now. What yes. else am I wagging at you? <laughs> my left ear. Don't get it. Your, your, your uh, nose. My your nose. nose. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We are spicy. We are intergalactic champs, intercontinental champs. We are the ocean state warriors. We are here to deliver the art to you. Sir, is it episode 81? <sighs> you know what? It's 81. Ooh. Like like Kobe Bryant, bro. Bro. We, you know what? It's episode 81. We putting up those numbers. Bro, like, 81 like, like Kobe. Like Kobe. Damn. Like, like what Kobe did to our our homie, Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. It's okay, put Jay. That, put that 8-1 on him. He did. You know what? And that's what we're putting on all our podcast competition. 81. 81s. All day, every day. Yep. Yeah. You hey, heard me? So, my guy Willie. Yeah. What what do we got tonight? The 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 the, the streets we we asketh and the streets provideth. The streets are talking. We we have a ton of topics that we could get to tonight. There's so many things um on the docket and we're going to just I mean, I don't know if you want to like just blaze through like a bunch of topics. I got like three, four things I could hit. I know you probably got three, four things we can hit. If we each do three, four things, this podcast is going to be a straight four-hour block. <laughs> Your <laughs> wife will put the fucking kibosh on this Dude, shit. I'll come home with my shit on the curb. My That's friend. right. But listen, let's well, let's see what we got. Let's keep it moving. Should we keep it moving? We will keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this first one because I don't have a whole lot of context. But yes, it, this it, is that, 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 <laughs> no really, context. that really is uh, the name of our game here. No context. Um, I saw a story in, in the email that I get from our lovely community newspaper, the Westerly Sun. Ah, um, the Westerly Sun. Westerly Sun, always providing lovely shots of uh, the beach, of <laughs> random seagulls. Of uh, kids people, playing ha- kids playing in the park. Today uh, was not one of kids playing in the park, but it was of um, the chairman of the Westerly Democratic Committee uh, being indicted for sexual assault. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. Um, so we like to keep it 100 here. And I, I don't know this man. Um, but I I would like to give the impression that we are, for the most part, unbiased about the the presentation of our stories. Of course, we lean a little bit to the left, yeah, but <laughs> but you could say so. But, but, our, if this is a canoe, a canoe, we don't flip that shit over. Right. This canoe has been turtled. Right. We, we <laughs> lean it. We lean it we're, far. We're, we're paddling we're extra heavy on one side. <laughs> we're leaning right? far to port, my guy. Uh, but look, so 
so I saw this story. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Robert Rotaco. Not uh, a westerly name. No. I have not. No. No. I don't believe um, that he's from westerly. I, look, uh, I'm sure anybody within the sound of my voice uh, knows the, the name Rotaco. Uh, most famously for their uh, establishment on Oak Street. Serves fine, fine Italian foods. Great little Italian market. Um, so, Mr. Rotaco was indicted on two counts of first-degree sexual assault uh, following an indictment by a statewide grand jury. Um, according to the indictment, he... Uh, I, before I get into this, I want to put a, a trigger warning out there for people. Um, there's some details that are, are, are pretty graphic and I'm, I'm not going to really get too into the story, but just know he was, he was, um, charged with, with, uh, penetrating a, a victim. Um, so, so obviously they will not be releasing the names of, of any, uh, victims, but, uh, this, this type of charge carries a prison sentence of not less than 10 years. And up to imprisonment for life. Um, so, Mr. Rotaco uh, sent out an email uh, to the other members of the Democratic Town Committee saying he plans to take a leave of absence. Uh, imagine that. Um, I, I think that's the move. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say I, I think that is the, the move while you're undergoing this type of of chaos and crisis can you imagine um like can you imagine i'm just envisioning like me getting arrested for like possession like drug possession and i know i guess i guess it would have to be a hard drug at this point right i can't get picked up for no weed anymore really. right right but they're I not be, really charged i get picked that. up for like uh uh opiate possession having some bundles of fentanyl and i tell my job i'm gonna take a leave of absence <laughs> i think they'd be like right. um uh, actually, we already got you. <laughs> yeah, we way ahead of you, bro. Yeah, Your stuff is in a box outside by the curb. You can leave and have some absence in this community clinic, sir. Goodbye. Right. I'm going to take a leave of absence. Come on, Robert. So, um, so Michael Ober, who is the, the treasurer of the town committee's executive committee, uh, said that they would uh, most likely meet soon to discuss uh, whether Mr. Rotaco's leave of absence, quote, is enough or if there are other things we can do. Um, I, I would be willing to bet that um, there would be other things that they can do. And uh, what if he doesn't resign himself, I'm sure uh, any committee, uh, any public committee that he's on would, would vote to remove him um, from those committees. Um also, in this same uh, article, I found that there was um, a, a, a few details about this man that made me kind of like stop and think like how how after all this is is this guy such a big part of Wesley politics? Um, so just a couple things from from the article. So he. Uh, has a career um he was a tax auditor and a revenue agent for the state division of taxation um sounds like a democrat to me right um 
So he had that position until 2007, um, where he was arrested and charged with falsely reporting a crime in connection with the alleged disappearance of his state-issued laptop. The laptop was reported stolen, but later found in the trunk of Rotako's car. <laughs> Come on. Um, and that charge was eventually dropped, basically um, due to some paperwork errors. Uh, that he was charged with like the wrong section of the law, kind of like the Cosby rule. We got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah. We, Oops. Charge we charge you with, you with that yeah. instead of this, so we gotta drop it. Um, and then uh, there was something else in like 2014. Um, it said he was like marketing himself as an accountant, but lacked proper credentials from the state. And then like once they decided there was going to be like a review, all of a sudden, like the descriptions on his website and on his office changed. Mm. Um, so that kind of seemed a little funny. Uh, his office in the same building as Rotaco's Market. So um, it's not like people don't know where they at. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we and sure then, do. And then, oh, we sure do. Um, and then he served on the zoning board uh, for 14 years, including six as its chairman, and resigned from the board in 2015 after there was some controversy regarding. Um, some favoritism and cronyism. Get uh, out. Yeah. Imagine that in Westerly, right? Favoritism, cronyism. The only thing I could say, so this got brought up pre-pod. Yeah. As me and your boy Willis were chopping it up. Yeah. And I had met Mr. Rataka one time. One time I had a meeting with him and some other people. Um, and I knew him as the leader of the Democratic Party in the, in the town of Westerly. The only thing I could say is that like, these entities don't actually have as much power as like, you know, as people think they would. Now, his ongoing participation and involvement in politics in, in the town it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like at, at the end of the day, the fact that he's the head of anything after his history is is gives you pause. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I think some of these positions, it's just basically who's willing and who's able. Right. You know what I right. mean? And it's not like there's a lot of people that are like vying for like the zoning board committee. And who you know even I mean? thinks to go after that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Like people who are already involved. Right. Like, exactly. And you know, I will say that like there needs to be more of a, a concept of people like us, people of our age group be more involved in local politics. Right. I, I think agree. I think me and you I think even Generation X a little bit, you know, so like, you know, just, just, you know, now they're in their mid, mid, late forties, fifties, you know, they are kind of, they're involved more, obviously they're, they're older than us, but, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were discussing about how, um, how people who run for office tend to be in positions where they are able to, they're not 35 years old. They're not 40 years old. They're not 45 years old. They are in their sixties. In 70s, they are near retirement age or they are basically retired or they are established in generally being a lawyer or real estate or a business owner or whatever, a position where they're like comfortable um, and maybe don't have to worry about toiling away, doing a nine to five, whatever, yada, yada. They're their own boss or or something. You know, their kids have grown and and left the house and, you know, they have all this extra time on their hands. They could be golfing. They could be uh, uh, fucking, I don't know, 
modeling with clay, but or 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 uh, you know painting uh, fruit or something. You know, modeling and, uh, with clay. Yeah, yeah. Making what are they vases. Modeling? They're they're making vases. Oh, a vase. Yeah, yeah I think you vase. mean to say a vase. Uh, did I? Well, we're high. In, so did I listen, mean to say that? I think you meant to say vase. Oh, no. You come you you come off to me like a vase guy. You're a vase guy. I'm a vase guy. Well, I'm a vase guy. Oh, well. Porsche potato, or Porsche? Potato, potato, potato. Uh, Porsche. Porsche. Sir. <laughs> Little Fresh Prince callback, no? <laughs> all right. Um, so I say all that to say, like, this is a person, a lawyer, mm-hmm. right, established in community politics over the last 20 or 30 years, right? Um, and you just kind of end up in these positions where it's like, well, they'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, like, I'm not trivializing his position in, in, in local politics because obviously he meant something to, to to a group of people. Sure. And at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is who you know in, in, the, in, the, in the back room, you know? Yeah. Again, I'm not suggesting, like, Shady manipulation or whatever, but Rataco, of course, is a Rataco. Of course, yeah. <laughs> involved in town politics, you know, like it's Westerly. Yeah, I under- I understand what you're saying. I and I agree with your your stance that there should be and and I would like there to be uh, more of a younger face of of politics in this town and really in many towns. Um, you know, if you look at the people that serve on on. Uh, whether it's the town council or the school committee or the zoning board, like you said, uh, many of them are are you know, to put it nicely, uh, past middle age. Um, you know, there there's a handful that are are uh, younger, but most of them, like you said, are are people that can afford to spend the time on on things like town politics and you know things like zoning boards and and have meetings. Um, you know, sometimes once, twice a week. Um, so these things take time and people that have full-time jobs or that have two or three kids at home don't really have the time to fit all this stuff into their schedule. So, um, but that being said, we do need more voices in town. We need fresher um, ideas. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to run because they don't think they have the experience. Well, Everyone has to start somewhere, you know. You don't have to start by being the mayor. Um, you don't have to start by being like the first selectman in your town, or or you don't have to be the state senator. You can start by just attending some meetings. Like in Westerly, they put their school committee meetings, their town council meetings. They put them online. You can watch and see what the process is like. If if you are so inclined, or you you. Um, think that you have something to add, you know, run for school committee, run for town council. Like we've mentioned on this, on this program before, um, the next, uh, town council election, I think six out of the seven members are not even eligible to run. So there's going to be a lot of fresh faces, um, making decisions in this town. And so why can't it be you? Why can't it be? Us. Oh, uh, uh, why go. can't you know? Why can't it be uh, some new faces? And and it will be some new faces. But um, you have to become involved. You have to become interested and invested. So, um, well, we we say all that to to say um, 
Good riddance, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Otaku uh, most likely, uh, hopefully, will no longer be involved. And I, <clears throat> whoever the victims were, um, terrible thing to have happen. It looks like it happened in like 2021 or something like that. Um, you know, every any time that I start to I start to be like, man, it's just so tough. You know, a certain age, blah blah blah. And then you see like a piece of shit like Madison Cawthorn, who's that like. How old is he? Like twenty five years old. He's he's under thirty, and he's okay. legitimately the United States representative for fucking North Carolina. Like he's in the House of Representatives. <laughs> like what are we? Like what the yeah. fuck? What? And he, the kid is a absolute. He just got a, uh, picked up again for trying to carry a gun, a loaded gun through like airport security. This guy's a fucking idiot. Um, speaking of people our age or younger running. Michael Nehmeyer, who is a Westerly native. Big he, shout out, Michael Nehmeyer. Big shout. Um, had had a it just had a great meeting with him about a month or so ago, um, and he told the story about why he was running for Rhode Island State Senate against incumbent Republican Dennis Algier. And Michael has an absolutely inspiring um, story about what 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 are behind his passions for running for office. And he absolutely um, lit a fire in me to be like, we need to be more involved in, in a lot of different ways. We need to be on the zoning committee. We need to be not just voting every two years, but maybe participating in a committee or, or, or running for office or going to these meetings and yada, yada, yada. So so the like of Robert Rotaco no longer have to just end up in these positions because who else will do them? Speaking of people that are running for office, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Farouk Rajab, who uh, is running for the 18th District State Senate seat. Um, uh, basically, we're talking about like uh, Stonington, Gryden area. Um, he's going to be running against Heather Summers of Gryden. Uh, Mr. Rajab is the head of the Stonington um, School Committee. He's also the general manager of the Providence Marriott. Um, and he was a co-worker of mine way back in the day uh, at the Mystic Best Western. That's right. Um, me and Mr. Rajab had a great working relationship. And uh, he remains a friend of mine. And he and I... Uh, share a lot of the same uh, personal politics. Um, he he is a uh, Democrat, but he has a lot of um, progressive ideas. And um, I want to give him a shout out. You will hear me speak about him again as it gets closer to election time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to to uh, support him, uh, which includes. Giving shout out to all my people in North Stonington because he's going to be representing you as well. So, uh, or he hopes to. Um, so, uh, big shout out to him. And you know, he he is a few years older than us, but you know what? He's he's got a lot of great ideas, and you know, he's a fresh face in politics. You know, he's not a career politician. Um, he comes from a great family. He's got a, a beautiful wife. Two, uh, I think, uh, three boys. They're they're giants, all three of them. Um, and uh, great family, great great man. So big shout out to him. So, what did you just say his name was? 
Farouk Rajab. Pretty sure that there's nobody named Farouk in Stonington politics right now. Not like, somebody like a fresh face. Yeah. Like, I'd say pretty fresh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Individuals more named like Heather. <laughs> like you said. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, he is in Stonington. I know, but like, but he's a, not like, he's not like been Senate. there for like 30 years. Like, right, like our guy right, Taco right. is over here. Um, all right. So moving on from local news to this thing that has just been clogging up my Instagram feed, my Twitter feed, my Facebook feed. When I open Google Chrome, it's right, right there. And I cannot tell you how beside I am. How beside myself I am with just having to see this over and over and over and just like, just the malaise that comes over me when I see this. And this is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Mm. How much do you know about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing? So, And that's what I'm going to call it, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. All right. So I don't know a ton. What I do know is that they were in a relationship uh, previously. Um, the relationship seems to be, it it seemed to be volatile at the least and dangerous and toxic, uh, at, at its worst. Um, I've heard things about both people, um, terrible Terrible things uh, that they treated each other very poorly. I read a couple things in the news last week about some uh, voicemails that Johnny Depp had left uh, saying some pretty nasty things about Amber Heard. But then I've also heard things that that she had done, some some violent actions that she had taken towards him. I, I haven't really followed it too, too closely, but... It, it seems like it, it's really, really problematic in, in many ways. <clears throat> I don't have – so I think you started off your topic with like saying you don't have a lot of context. <laughs> is that the theme of our podcast That is the theme today? of tonight's <laughs> podcast because what I want to – this is what I'm imploring everybody to do. Just take a step back and let's just wait a minute because – I'm not exactly sure. Actually, this was my question that I was going to pose to you. Mm. Like, why here? Why now with this? Because the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing has been going on for what feels like a decade. Yeah. They had a tumultuous marriage, like you said. She made accusations of of uh, spousal abuse towards him. Um, You just said all the things. And I, I will say that for the most part, I think that we could consider Johnny Depp for a period of time to be one of the men who was quote unquote canceled two to four years ago. He got taken off of a lot of big name properties. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the Harry, the new, whatever, not Harry Potter, but that shit, that, that, uh, the uh Dumbledore, Dumbledore stuff. fucking whatever yeah. movies. I don't, I'm not, we, me and you are not Potter kids. We are no. just a tick too old for it. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They were supposed to make one more. All this stuff. So, and he they he lost quote unquote lost those franchises, right? And essentially, his career was over, over. And I don't have the number. I think when this is all said and done, I'd, I'd love to do a deep dive with everything. The amount of money that Johnny Depp made over like the two thousands, 
over Pirates of the Caribbean and, and everything else that he was in, all the um, all the Tim Burton movies. The, the, oh yeah, the uh, the, yeah. the the um, the cho- chocolate factory movie he the made, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland stuff. Yeah. This guy made like half a billion, like two hundred fifty. Got a lot of Disney. He money. made a ton of fucking money. He was like he was like next level. Fuck no, not fuck you. Fuck all of you, money, Johnny Depp, right? And I will say that I think that his substance use and mental health had reached a point where nobody wanted him around. And when the Amber Heard thing shit came down, it made them it made it easy for these franchises to go, okay, good, we're good, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and cut him out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He really seemed there's that Rolling Stone article from like a year or two ago that painted him as just like this fucking this like this 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 like wino tumble this wino gypsy tumbling around his castle, hurling wine bottles and bitching about cocaine. Like the guy is this office rocker. Fast forward to now, and all of a sudden, he's all over my feed. I am hesitant to say, but I'm gonna say it. A lot of white women that I know are sharing pro Johnny Depp stuff. Shout out. <laughs> to one of my favorite groups of people, Caucasian females. <laughs> I love y'all. Married to one, you, you, yeah. son to one. <laughs> love. Her. Never mind. Um, <laughs> where the white women at? Um, but like, all of a sudden, all these white girls are now like sharing like Johnny pro Johnny Depp things, and I, I'm I'm sure it has to do with the fact that they um. Like he, he's probably one of the best looking men that we've had in the last like 30 years or so. Right. I get it. But this is very odd to me that I thought we had kind of like put to bed this controversy and all of a sudden it looks like he's like kind of like he's, he's fucking hammering Amber Heard over the last week with his testimony. Like I'm seeing memes about her shitting the bed. It's like the, the, he is right now he's flipped the script. And I guess my question to you is, I'm starting to see a couple of these things happening. These men that we had, quote unquote, canceled, Louis C.K., yeah, making comebacks. And, and Johnny Depp, I'm not saying that he's about to land another big franchise, but right now, the community seems to be pretty pro-Depp right now. A lot of meme accounts I'm following are all making fun of Amber Heard. Uh, Entertainment Tonight is pro-Johnny uh, Depp. All these periodicals. They're pro depth, and I'm just wondering, like, are we starting to see a little bit of overcorrection with the Me Too against the Me Too movement and against quote unquote being canceled? Have you picked up on any of this at all? So I will remind you that (laughs) I have not seen any social media outside of me babysitting your Instagram account. Um, (laughs) I have not seen any social media for the last. I would say two weeks. Um, so I haven't been as plugged into this, this, the memes, especially um, as, as maybe you or, or the family has been. Yes. But um, as far as the overcorrection on the me too stuff, I, I don't know, man. Like I think it's probably people that would have, stood up for him anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably people who, when they first heard about the allegations about Johnny Depp, were probably like, well, she probably started it. Or, like, you know, she probably deserved a certain share of whatever he was giving her. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's probably that type of person that would maybe kind of sort of victim blame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that the oh, I I wouldn't say like the overcorrection is really a good word for it because I still think in most people's minds like you know, obviously we talked about cancel culture and that whole thing. And most of the people that were canceled deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you met you brought up Louis CK and uh for people who don't know uh who that is or why he was canceled. He was a comedian who had a number of successful projects. He started out as a stand-up, and then he had a, a few decent TV shows. Um, and he was canceled for allegedly like jerking off in front of like a bunch of like female comedians um, without any uh, repercussion whatsoever. Um, and j- he just felt like he could do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted because he was a, a big star in the com- in the comedy world. And it caught up with him and. A lot of people were like, fuck that guy. So, and so the, 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 uh, comeback I think you're talking of is like, I had heard that he is like back out on the road doing stand up. He's again. doing stand up. And so here's, so a lot of times we look at this world through very biased, uh, tunnel visioned type views, right? Right. So if I'm like, oh, I think he's having a comeback. Maybe I'm speaking from my subconscious a little bit, and I'm telling you that I think Louis C.K. is having a little comeback <laughs> at 21 Dayton Street <laughs> because he won a Grammy. So the the thing that got him popped up back on my radar again is that he won a Grammy for Comedic Album of the Year a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, oh wow, he won a Grammy. Okay, that's that's the industry endorsing him again, like. The Grammys aren't the People's Choice Awards. You know what right. I mean? Like that's right. the industry saying, "Louis, come back in. You're, you're in. We yeah. got you, buddy." Yeah. And against like, I forget what the other candidates were, but they were like, "Oh, like you look read down the list. You're like, oh, these are all like, it's not like Dane Cook and fucking like um, what whatever that. <laughs> Who's the guy with the big podcast <laughs> with the bald head? The Rogan, Rogan, or oh. Joe Rogan? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he was like other fucking like. Pop, Dave Chappelle, yeah. I, I like you know all of them. Um, so my curiosity got the best of me, man. And I'm okay. like, let me listen to this thing. <laughs> Gotta, I have to speak it truth into this microphone. I have not laughed that hard <laughs> in a really fucking long time. He said some of the funniest shit I think I've ever heard in my fucking life, and I have to admit, like some part of it was that like Louis C.K. was one of my favorite comedians. He reminds me of one of my closest friends. Shout out Sergio. <laughs> and like, I'm listening to this guy and I'm just like, it just felt so good to hear his voice making jokes again. So I say all that to say, I think like, I think, do we fucking have drugged this topic over the coals, cancel culture, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to accept. I think at the end of the day, it's has this artist done enough for you to say I'm no longer listening or paying attention, right? And I think it does a sliding scale for everybody. And I really don't necessarily have a problem with it anymore. I I think I've we've spoken to this microphones. I didn't listen to Michael Jackson for years. I've started playing it because he's got some bops and it makes my daughter dance. You he, know what I mean? The the he says, folks, he said he's got some bops. <laughs> the fucking king of pop. 
has he, got some bops. You goddamn right topic, he got some bops. I know this topic divides us, Willis, but he also did more than just fucking shake his dick at a few fucking uh, adult females, sir. Moving on. Sir. Another subject for another day that is probably going to happen. Well, Mike. no, no, we're not moving no, on it's quite not, yet. No, 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 not for no. Mike. No, for Michael, though. Do you want to have a Michael conversation? No, 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 no. But to your point about um, what we as people will accept from celebrities and, like, as far as, like, if they're canceled with us personally, you know what I mean? Like, we've talked about Kanye umpteenth times oh. on, on this show and I still listen to Kanye. You know what I mean? Regardless of how many fucking times he acts like an asshole. How many fucking stupid uh, Instagram posts he puts or tweets he, he annoys us with or harasses his ex-wife with. I'm still fucking bumping Donda. You know what I mean? And that's, that's because I haven't reached that point with him. I don't know if I ever will. You know what I mean? But there is a line. You know what I mean? Like, there, everyone has a line. Your, guy, you know your line I mean? is, is clearly R. Kelly. My, you, you yeah. Said, yeah, your, yeah. Your line, My is, R. line is R. Kelly. And that, and we've, we've talked, like, dude, you want to talk about bops? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about bops? It, you know what? Honestly, it hurts my heart to not be able we to play R. Kelly. We can't step in the name Kelly. of love, dude. I, we that, can't fucking step in the name of love, it, Willis. It, it literally, I physically... I almost went to the doctor because I was I was yearning to step in the name of love and I couldn't do it. The song is so fucking good. Anyway, so when it comes to Johnny Depp, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to bring it back, um I just want us to just wait and, and see this out. I don't think that we should just be like uh, like uh, like uh, like seaweed being lulled back and forth and the tide comes in and out and now we're leaning this way now we're leaning that way like I will admit that I am biased against Johnny Depp I am not a Johnny Depp fan I and but this is where that kind of crosses the line where you don't like somebody's art right I was just gonna say so that you're not all of a sudden tinges your view of the person which is not fair can we just say for the record it is not fair that if you don't like uh, an actor or a musician that then when something bad happens to them you're almost like ha 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 like I'm not not saying I'm not saying I was dancing on Johnny Depp's grave I'm just saying it was easier for me to say fuck Johnny Depp when the Amber Heard allegations came out because I have for years have been saying fuck Johnny Depp (laughs) Right. You didn't like him to begin with. So, <laughs> didn't like, like him to begin with. It so, didn't hurt your heart one way or the other to cancel his ass. Not one bit. But I will just I just want to put out there. He is very charismatic. He's making um he's making uh a members of the court like laugh. Like they're talking about his text messages, which by the way, forgive me if I ever have somebody in my life who fucking texts messages like Johnny Depp. Read through some of his texts that they've been reading aloud in court. He fucking talks like an idiot. He talks like a fucking street musician. Like, a street magician. Like, he's fucking, like, high in his own... He's literally high in his own supply. He's literally high, and he's high in his own supply. He thinks he's some fucking, like, like uh, gypsy from planet Saturn, the way he fucking talks. Anyway. um, At what point... Like, okay... So they were reading one of his texts. I think it was a text that he either sent to Paul Bettany. Uh, 
Pour one out for Paul Bettany, who's getting his name fucking dragged all over the coals about doing all these drugs with Johnny Depp. I'm watching. Damn. Dude, I'm watching. They're, they're taking dude. Paul Bettany out, too? Dude, Paul Bettany's catching fucking strays, bro. Oh, not Vishon. Dude, Vishon is good. Cancel Vishon. Dude, Vishon is out here like. I'm watching fucking like clips of it, and they're like, did you not? Call Amber and tell her that, quote, you were up all night doing cocaine with Paul Bettany. And he's like, oh, well, I may have done some cocaine with Paul Bettany. And they're like, and didn't you used to give Adderall and Xanax to Paul whenever he asked for him? Uh, I don't remember if exactly it was Xanax. Uh, well, I'll read this text aloud. <laughs> Paul wants some Xanaxes. I'm going to give them to him. Anything to buy. And I'm, I'm like, Jesus Christ. What did Paul Damn. ever do? I will say one funny part, and this is where it fucking he did it did say something like he would like they asked him about like giving drugs to Marilyn Manson, and he did say something. He was either in a text or in court where he's like, "Well, yeah, anything to shut him up." I was like, "You know what? We can all agree on this, Marilyn. Shut the fuck up." Um, but no, one of the things that was kind of like fucking kind of gross, not kind of gross. This was fucking gross. There were he was talking about um texts that him and amber were sending back and forth and they read the texts exchanged between him and amber and it was after a particularly volatile fight between the two of them mm. but it sounds like in the text they were either making up or like talking fucking spicy with each other maybe it was something they each got off on each other maybe amber felt like she had to communicate with like with him like this to feel safe i don't know but there were definitely like some kind of like flirty fucking texts while also being like a tinge of violence in the flirtation and he wrote and he sent something to her like being like I'd love to fucking pound something or like to find another use for your throat and they read that aloud in court and it said that like a smirk came over his face and he looked up and was like can you read that one again and people in the courtroom laughed and it's like Jesus fucking Christ so this is what I'm posting out there this is what I'm putting out there can we wait I think he's charming the court. I think he's charming the populace. He's a very charming individual. He's still a handsome devil when he puts a comb through his hair and a fucking eyeliner on his fucking eyelid. And just the fact that, like, Amber, whether you believe her or not, when you see her in court, she looks like she's fucking disintegrating. She looks like she's falling apart. She looks like she's fucking barely holding herself together on a subatomic level. And they read that text aloud, and he was like, "Read that part again about how I wanted to do shit to her. Wanted to use her throat for something, while she's across the court, fucking falling apart." And I just find something really disgustingly predatory about that. So let's wait, everybody. Yeah. Before we close the fucking case and say Amber Heard is a fucking lying whore, and Johnny Depp can't wait to see him Pirates of the Caribbean six. Like, let's just wait. For all the chips to fall. Yeah. And also, like, the the memes, I like I said before, I haven't seen a lot of them, but... Dude, you're off dude, social, bro. Dude, like, memes really do sway public dude. opinion sometimes. Dude. As fucking ridiculous as that sounds, a good set of memes after something happens can decide people's opinion about something. You know what I mean? And it's like, like you said, can we just wait for like 
the fucking facts to like come out in court and to like see what these people are really accused of and what they actually did and the evidence for it. He's just had an entire week to sit up there and, and perform. And I'm not saying he's I'm, – I'm not – when I said perform – I think anybody going on the stand is performing in some way, shape, or form. Like, you have to. You have to put up. I don't know what I would ever do or how would I ever, I ever talk on the stand. You know, you, you probably feel like, I have to go out there and I have to I have to sway whoever I'm talking to, right? And I, and whatever. Like, you, you speak your truth. You're still presenting a, a certain thing for them to see. And this is, like, one of the most skilled actors that we've had in the past, like, 30 years. I think he fucking makes stupid bullshit movies. But, like, he's an unbelievably skilled actor. And he went up there and he fucking did his thing. Right. He, he did his thing. And so he's – and there's only been one side for a week. When you talk about memes, bro, I mean Ben Simmons, right? Ben fucking Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets. Like you want to talk about how people feel about, about them right now. The memes are moving the culture, the sports culture on how we are regarding – the fucking. <laughs> Let's talk about the. Fucking you ready? Brooklyn you want to do it? I'm ready. Let's Look, do it. All right. So a week or two ago, <laughs> we we had our our NBA playoff preview, right? Um, and we broke down a lot of the matchups that were going to be happening in the first round, and the one that me and your boy were your boy so excited for was the Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. And last week we had seen Game One, and dude, it was an instant classic, right? Came down to the last play. Jason Tatum had the spinning layup for the last shot of the game for the game winner. Celtics went up one game to none. Fast forward one week, folks. <laughs> it's over, bro. It's over. Is it the only sweep in the first round? It was the only sweep in the first round. Who would ever? The Brooklyn Nets did not win a single game um, in their matchup with the Boston Celtics. And look. There was a stat that came out uh, in the preseason before the the NBA regular season started, and it was a poll that was given to all of the general managers of the NBA, the GMs, people who don't know, or the ones that make all the personnel decisions. They're the ones that get the players, hire the coaches, all that stuff. They were given a poll that said, who do you think is going to win the title this year? 79% of the GMs said the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the title. Damn. 79%. Damn. 8 out of 10. Okay? (coughs) Wow, I got a math. The other, there was an 18% picked the Lakers. I've heard of them. Lakers didn't even make the playoffs this year. So, I mean... That tells you a couple things. One, that GMs don't know shit about how the season's <laughs> going to go. <laughs> um, and, and we really have as much of a, a shot at predicting who's going to be in the finals because all you know, we picked the Nets as well sure did. Uh, yeah, early yeah. on in the season. So, um, you know, fast forward a week, and the Boston Celtics put the fucking clamps on KD and Kyrie all series long. Um, did you watch how how many of those games did you watch? I know you watched the first game. Did I watched you, the first game. I watched last night. Okay, and bits and pieces of of game two and three. Right. But yeah. So so I I watched a, a little bit more than that, but I saw really all I needed to see. Um, after the first two games, uh, the Celtics 
what when I say they put the clamps on, um, what I mean is they guarded Kevin Durant um, tighter than really anybody has in years. Yeah, uh, he was not able to do really much of anything this whole playoffs. Um, you know, when he did put up points, they were inconsequential at at the time, um, which you know. If you watch the game, you understand what I mean when I say they're inconsequential. Too little, too late, yeah. basically. Um, you know, they forced KD to to kick it out, to pass to to his teammates and make guys like Bruce Brown and Patty Mills and and um, uh, Nick Claxton, who I think started last night's game like 0 for 6 from the free throw line. Um you know they're they were playing hack hack a clacks. You know what I mean? Like they were they were just sending him to the line over and over and over again because they knew he was going to miss his foul shots. Um, you know, and and the Celtics as a team, um, they just play such beautiful lockdown defense um, to a man. They had everyone um, just in stitches. Uh, a defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Uh, on the Celtics, just a masterful performance. And it really makes you wonder, like, what is going to happen now with the Brooklyn Nets? Um, (coughs) Kyrie only played about 20 games in the regular season. Um, That's including after the uh, New York City mask mandate was up. So he played, like, 11 in Brooklyn and then, like, a few more on the road. Um, they were supposed to be the super team, right? The Nets, the Lakers were supposed to be the super teams. And so we've seen super teams work before, right? Going all the way back to the Lakers with Showtime, to the, the Jordan Bulls with Pippen and Rodman and Kerr and Tony Kukoc, you know, all the way to the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, and then the Miami Heat with LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. We've seen it work before, but it stands out a lot more when it doesn't work, right? Because take take this the Lakers team from this year. You know they had LeBron and Anthony Davis and and Russell Westbrook, and we saw these pictures come out: Rajon Rondo and Carmelo Anthony, like all these big name stars, right? But the people who know knew how that was going to go, right? The the guys on TNT said it right from the jump, right? Charles Barkley was calling them old-ass men from the jump, right? <laughs> we knew how it was going to go. A season we away sa- from sharing a desk with them, basically. Right, yeah. right. We, we saw how it was going to go, and it went exactly how we thought, right? Um, they didn't even sniff the playoffs. And it it makes you wonder how the Nets are going to look next year. Um I have to say, out of all the Nets, KD um, was the one who who really had that team on his back through through the playoffs and through the last uh, like half of the season, um, and he was really the one that gave like a hundred percent to me. Um, obviously, James Harden ran his way out of town, didn't show up in shape, you know, to start the year. We all know what happened with Kyrie. He barely played this year. 
Uh, Blake Griffin was hurt for much of the year. He was uh, basically almost out of the league two years ago, Blake Griffin. Right. With his injury history and, you know, he was off. He was or in Siberia playing for Detroit, you know? Like, right. Exactly. So, you know, it, I do wonder what that team is going to look like next year. I wonder how KD feels about how this season went. Um, Like, we know KD usually is not shy about, like, saying – how he feels, but sometimes like it takes a little while, right? Like when he was with Golden State and him and Draymond were beefing, like he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, this relationship is fucked up and I'm leaving." But eventually it came out and like that's what we saw was what we knew, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um he didn't really express a lot of frustration yesterday after they lost, but just me like playing the eye test. It seems like he joined this Nets team under the um, assumption that there was going to be a full time partner there with him in Kyrie Irving. Um, if Kyrie was there for eighty two games, that Nets team would have looked much much different, right? Oh yeah. Like we know the chemistry <laughs> would have been better. They would have won a lot more games. They would have had a different position, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then maybe James Harden would have participated a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, there was a point where it was just Harden, you know, and Kyrie was out and KD was hurt, right? So Harden had the team on his back, but it didn't look the same. Like, they never were the, the team that we thought they would be. Well, Th- those three guys, I think, only played, like, a few games together. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think one of the things with the Nets, I was thinking of this the last two days, going through in my head. Who are the players over the past five years, let's just say, who have been the biggest headaches for their franchises? And when I say the biggest headaches, I don't mean that like, I don't necessarily mean like a Russell Westbrook, who his... The frustration he sends through the front office lasses with his teammates um, has been growing and it reached its apex this season, we think. Um, but in years past, you know, oh, he actually did make a diff- uh, positive difference for Washington. And, you know, he, he made a positive difference in, in, on this team and that team. So, like, he has a particular playing style. It can be very frustrating. It can seem like he's stat padding. But at the end of the day, this was the first season where he really, really, really kind of torpedoed a team. Yeah. I'm talking about the 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 stars who, like, essentially go, fuck it. I ain't playing. And if you go down the list, right? Ben Simmons. James Harden. Kyrie Irving. Something in common with all those guys. Um... If we keep going, who else do we have? Uh, I think Kawhi. He, I think you could say Kawhi. I was about to say, you know, like, so, I mean, Toronto, the people in Toronto will probably be like, oh, we were fine with him. But if you're the Clippers, you're a little like, we've had him for two seasons and we haven't seen too much of him and he's not very communicative and he just kind of disappears. Whatever. Well, um, also remember with Kawhi in that Toronto year, that was the last year of his contract. He oh, yeah. Like, it was, it he was, was, yeah. He was playing to get to a get, long-term deal. To get that, that next, that, that, the next bag. Yeah. Right. Um, who who else am I missing? Like or, uh, guys who just go I mean, go cert- missing. I mean, at a certain point, you could say Anthony Davis, um, especially when he was with New Orleans. Um, you could say that about um, 
Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, you I, might lead towards Zion, but maybe not yet because we're not totally sure what's happening. Not there really sure yet. what's going on with Zion. He looks like he could give us a couple I, minutes. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think but, there's some fuckery going on down there. But at the end of the day, there have been a, a handful of stars who have basically just been huge headaches for their franchises and been like, you don't know if they're going to play. And three of the biggest headaches have all played for the Brooklyn Nets this season. Yes. (laughs) James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. James Harden, who knows what's going to happen? I don't feel like having a James Harden conversation. I I really don't feel like it. my, My heart and my mind are not there. It doesn't matter what it is. There will I'm putting this out there. There is going to be a reason every fucking year that Kyrie can't play for parts of the year. And I'm not saying it's because he hurt his knee or hurt his or re-injured his ankle. Fucking last year was Black Lives Matter and, and fucking January 6th. This year was the fucking pandemic. What's it gonna be fucking next year? Is is Elon gonna suspend him off Twitter and he's gonna fucking like well, there's going to be a reason every single fucking year that Kyrie Irving does not play. Fucking two thirds of your season for well, him. Well, not only was it was it January sixth and and BLM last year, but there was times that he um, was away from the team. There was one like like it was like a long weekend where he was gone, and it came out that he was like at a club or like a restaurant or something like that for like his sister's birthday. You know, like so he like left the team to like celebrate his sister's birthday. And it's like, bro. I have to work on my birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. On my own birthday, <laughs> yeah. I have to work. You know, like, <coughs> I can't take the fucking night off work <laughs> to celebrate my boy's birthday. Like, you got to show up for your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean come on now. What was it, like her 26th birthday? Who the fuck knows, man? Yeah. But, like, the point is, is, like, Kyrie is just one of these personalities, like you said, who, you know... He's lucky that he got the bag that he got early before he started displaying a lot of this st- this behavior. But yo, like you because, said, what is whether that's going to look like because isn't he up? Was it, isn't it? No, so he he has a player option oh, for okay. next year. Okay. So he is clearly going to pick up that option. Oh, yeah. Um and and you know, he's going to be on the Nets next year. Okay. Um unless unless he picks up the option and then it gets traded, but most likely he's going to play on that on the Nets because it's a lot of money for next year. KD re-signed with yeah. the Nets. That means nothing in today's game because they can trade him. Um but Kyrie I think makes a lot of money for that one year. So we'll see how it goes. I I will say all options are on the table though. Um I think there's a land where KD says you know, I came to this team under false pretenses. You know what I mean? I thought we were gonna. I thought I was gonna have a, a dyna- dynamic duo here in Brooklyn. I, I could have gone to the Knicks. Jesus, <laughs> right? Like that was the narrative at the time, right? Shit, it was gonna yeah. be the Knicks or the Nets, Can right? You- and then, and then Kyrie had a business relationship with the Nets, so he ended up going there, and KD followed him, right? This whole, th- could you imagine if this came, if they came in, the in, in the, in the multiverse, in another, uh, alternate timeline, Kyrie and, and KD are playing K- for the Knicks. K- well, maybe, just, maybe KD. just KD, right? 
dude, I don't want to. Don't <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just gave you PTSD. We, we just, uh, we, look, fucking, it, it was, it was all good this week ago. I feel like we were just <laughs> chanting MVP for, for Julius Irving. You were fucking going to game one. Oh yeah, saying, fuck Trey Young. We were yelling, Bing Bong. I, I still say fuck Trey Young. Oh, um, forever say fuck Trey Young. Look, uh, yeah. So the point is, um. The Nets super team and the Lakers super team, uh, the Lakers are straight fucked, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah the Lakers are in a much worse position than the Nets. An aging LeBron. Aging LeBron. Anthony uh, Davis, who cannot stay on the court. Can't. He, uh, we've seen it. He's the, been in a, the, uh, a decade the now. Inside the cannot NBA guys call court. him street clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They they just call him street clothes because that's how that's how he we- he wears on the sideline. Um, you know, <laughs> street clothes. Russell dude. Westbrook has one more year on that contract. On that massive, is he making I mean, like thirty eight million dollars? No, or some he's shit? making more like forty eight. Forty eight million dollars. Um, so I mean, really, no team is going to take that deal, and they've really traded most of their draft picks. So it's not even like they have assets to entice another team to take a a deal like that. You know what I mean? Like. Normally, if you had a bad contract, you would say, all right, we'll give you X player that's making $40 million, but we'll give you three draft picks with it or or two first-rounders, yeah. and then we'll take some salary off your make hands, it some, too. Make it palatable. Yeah. Make it a little bit more, more uh, trade equitable. For you to, yeah, 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 they yeah. don't even have the ability to do that, and they've traded a lot of their good young players. Alice Caruso's gone. Um, KCP's gone. Yep, yeah. Kuzma's gone. Kuzma. Like all, all these guys and, that and performing well in, in their new homes. Yeah, all <laughs> these guys that would have helped them a lot this year. They would. I, they traded away to get Russell Westbrook's broken dead ass. It's tough you know to I mean? do the thing where we where the thing that didn't happen now becomes the thing that we can hypothesize about. But I feel pretty confident by saying I think they would have gotten to the playoffs with the team with the team that they traded away. I I, I, I personally feel that way. So I will. I do want to temper us erecting the tombstone for the Brooklyn Nets because oh no, we no take, no, no, well, I think that there was a little bit in the community on the Twitterverse, it, uh, on the on the television programs, on the Worldwide Leader and otherwise that are a little bit looking at the, the bill. They're looking at the the Brooklyn Nets. It's the end of the meal, and they're going. Pretty sure we were uh, expecting to get a little bit more out of this meal than the, than the than the bill we're being saddled with, right? And I do think that that is an appropriate thing to say. Of that course. after a couple seasons of these powerhouse fucking all stars, all time fucking greats that are playing on for the same team at the same time, that we should expect a little bit more than a hundred percent a first round sweep out of the playoffs. Um, I do think that there's a universe where if LeBron James just got handled the way KD got handled, man, that would lead off every fucking show for the next six months <laughs> about how much they clamped down on KD. And I thought KD was supposed to be that guy. Now, um, we did like this team to start the season. We liked the addition of Patty Mills. They they were doing things that the Lakers weren't doing. They were surrounding their top three with players that would complement them well. It's just that Kyrie didn't play at all. James Harden did what James Harden did, and KD had to carry them for the periods that he did. Next season, when this team has time to gel and all that jazz, 
We'll see what happens with Ben Simmons. But I do think that we're looking at a team that at least has one more year of you better watch out kind of contention. Well, I'm, I'm looking at their, their contracts <laughs> for next year. So they really only have five guys signed up for next year right now. Yeah. KD, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Javon Carter. Patty Mills has a player option. Kyrie Irving has a player option. So they'll probably both pick those up. Yeah. So it'll they'll have, you know, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. So they got a starting lineup. They need to fill out the rest of their roster, though. Yeah. And they need they need a lot more help than they got this year out of their bench. Do you think that's the last we see of Blake? Uh, at least as an, I don't know. No. No, he I, put up a good I think performance he, in that last Celtics he, game. He did. He he has stretches. You know, he's definitely not the thirty minute player anymore. He can give you eight good minutes a game, and that's just you know he's had so many injuries to his knees and his his Bad, back yeah. and stuff. He's not that same player that he once was. But his basketball IQ is fantastic. And you can he's, see it. He's still got yeah. a shot. He can still like out hustle you from time to time. Um, but. He's just not going to be an impact player anymore. Yeah. Um, the Nets need to fill out their reserves. They need to – I don't know what their draft pick status looks like, but they they need to come up with some contingency plans if Kyrie doesn't isn't around or if Joe Harris, who was injured for much of this year, if he's not there, they need to fill out their roster somehow. And Brooklyn's not going to stand for another – bullshit year and then getting swept in the first round and especially KD's not going to stand for that because let me let me just say here first if he goes through next year and they have another fucking wild chaotic year he ain't going to be there the year after how are we going to look back on his career if his titles are his cupcake seasons with the Golden State Warriors. Look, KD is the first ballot Hall of Famer, champion. No question. Uh, one of the best scores. One of the best scores of all time. We're see. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not holding uh, that against him going to Golden I, State. I think the culture will, though. I, you know what? I hear you. I hear you. People, people who know basketball aren't gonna hold that against him. I don't, I don't think. You know yeah, what I mean? Like they hold it against him a little bit. <laughs> I, I agree that there's more than a lot. I, I, I get it. I get it. I do get it. It's just an easy thing to make fun. It's, it's easy. A, of course, course it's easy. easy of course it's easy. Can yeah, I say one thing? Easy. Yeah, of course. Blake Griffin, come to the Knicks. <laughs> Oh God, no! Come on, let's go. No, no. Come no, on, no, let's no. go. Take a cap. Come sign, off the bench. Listen, let's get some fucking dunks and and MSG. They, they would sign Carmelo Anthony before they signed Ooh. Blake Griffin. Are you? Are you? Reading you the can tea put leaves? that down. Are you reading the tea leaves? No, I'm just saying if they're gonna go out and sign a washed, someone that's that's cricket. a washed ass half dead like just to get one step just into to get the something popping. Bring Melo back. Let him retire as a Nick. That would be actually kind of nice. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I've come back around on that. I'm ready. I'm you, ready. Hell yeah. I'm ready. I would have taken him this year. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I, oh, you did see because I think you're the one who sent it to me. <laughs> that uh, Utah Jazz brass were angry at our guy Worldwide West. Oh, yeah. Or wait a minute. Did you send it? Or I did, did our. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With uh, posted up at the um, Jazz Mavericks game. Yes. 
courtside, World Wide West. Let's go. Uh, who was he there? Who? What was the excuse? Who was he there with? He was there with. Was it D Rose or no? Uh, it was no. It was like another um, Knicks executive who worked for Dallas, I believe, or worked for one of them. Utah there was some. There was a tie Dallas. to the game. It wasn't yeah. necessarily like they were. They were like, oh, we weren't there. Like, it wasn't like a pure recruiting. Yeah, trip. yeah, recruiting trip to see fucking. Even though it Mitchell. probably was. Uh, and, and what's the guy's name? Is it Bane? What's the guy who plays for? Uh, Desmond. Uh, no, no. De- I don't know who you're. There's about. another player going off for, um, I think, for both Dallas. Oh, oh uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. Brunson, Brunson. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, Brunson yeah. plays for the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he he's going to be uh, a highly sought after sure player sure in this offseason. Uh, yeah, Worldwide West, do his thing. Yeah, no vacation. Ain't no, taking no time off. Hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah. You always networking, baby. Let's go. Always networking. Man. Um, anything else about the playoffs you want to touch on before we move on? I don't think so, man. I, I'm excited. To they've been good. They've they, been good, they've man. Been very good. They always are good. Um, this has been one of my favorite like first rounds in a long time. I don't know if the. I think it's because like uh, teams like the Pelicans are really like these teams that kind of barely squeaked in with the plan. You know, like they've been putting up a lot of heart. The one thing I will say that got me feeling uh, in my feelings is the injuries are starting to. Every, I feel like every every bit. night, another guy, Chris Middleton is out, seemingly for the rest of the playoffs now. Um, a Booker, Booker, you know that one hurts. I, I I really am pulling for the Phoenix Suns. I want to see Chris Paul get that chip, and now the Pelicans are putting up a fight. You know, like sure are. we were talking about the Suns easily uh, coasting into the into the finals, and now the Pelicans are giving them a go. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but they're gonna take it. Well, they're taking them at least to six, right? Mm. Um, one team that I think people have slept on, and I don't even know how this is possible, but I truly believe that they're slept on. The Golden State Warriors, uh, and sir, let me let me tell you, let me tell you, bro. I was sleeping on them. You were sleeping. I was sleeping. I picked when, the fucking Nuggets. You sure did. I sure did. And 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 Willis Thomas, <laughs> um, put into the ether. That Jordan Poole was going to be balling. And guess what? My man is balling. Well, the other thing is, and I don't know why both me and you are talking so softly now. Maybe you know what it is? Everybody was sleeping. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody I don't was wanna, sleeping. I don't want to wake That's everybody wake up, up right now. That's not wake him up. You know what's going to wake him up? What's that? A fucking shot from like 52 feet out from the basket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Stephen Curry. Because because he also has been... In limited, like, used very limitedly. And just like you mentioned at the outset when we talked about this two weeks ago, it's because Jordan Poole has been able to be the player that he is. Without him, they would have had to over-rely on Steph. He would have been had another one of those, oh, hurt Steph in the playoffs, not coming through in moments, yada, yada. What kind of playoff contender is he? Look at his step, blah, 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 blah. Well, well, they, he's coming off the bench. Yeah, that's right. He, you know, you don't really see that a lot from players of his status. Um, that having them <laughs> willing to come off the bench and be the sixth man. He was a Some, unanimous MVP four seasons ago. That's right. That's right. Um, just two seasons ago, we were talking about Carmelo Anthony not wanting to come off the bench. <laughs> Washed up Carmelo Anthony. Didn't play for a season. Didn't play because he didn't want to come off the bench. Um, and we're now we're looking at Steph Curry, who is still one of the top ten players on the planet. Um, 
coming off the bench for this team because that's what they need right now. Because they have this young star in Jordan Poole and being uh, encouraged and empowered by these other Hall of Famers on their team. Like, and you watch him play, and he plays with so much confidence, you know. And to have somebody like Steph or Clay or Draymond be like, look, young blood, you go take over this game. You know, we'll be over here for the kickout, but the ball is in you. We're putting the ball in your hands, and you control this tempo. You control the game, and the fact that they he fits so seamlessly in that unselfish style of play is so beautiful to watch. I think that like the Golden State Warriors are is is a collection of players and coach that is just kind of like one of those once-in-a-lifetime circumstances. You don't get a lot of superstars like Steph Curry, right? Like, humble, quietly goes about his business, is often disrespected many times by the person you're hearing speaking to this microphone mm-hmm. right now, um, is willing to, just like we just explained, come off the bench in situations where many other superstars would never even consider it. Um it it does kind of remind me of what New England had with Tom Brady and Belichick in that for a long period of time, you had a player of a certain stature willing to like essentially be undervalued financially and emotionally abused seemingly by his coach for 15, 20 years because it was working, right? And then when it was no longer working, he and he was like, you know what, fuck this shit. I want to go play where it's nice and warm and I, I get to fucking control the franchise rather than the franchise control me. It, and it ha- so for so long, it worked so well. I'm not saying it's going to go. It's it's going to go that same way for Golden State. Like eventually Steph is going to feel a certain way about his relationship with the franchise. But you have a specific, unique, unbelievable player and an unbelievable team collection of other guys their coach it's just working beautifully and they built a culture it's been going on for a while now right. dude it's right we're, two we're talking we're talking like five six years now yeah. straight that they've had this super winning um unselfish play you know with with curry and i mean going all the way back like all right so katie's been on brooklyn like this is the third season now right he spent yeah. two years with golden state Right, so that was like we're talking five years, five years. ago, and they won titles before, before that. Before that shit, right? So before we're talking it. like at least eight, seven, eight years now that Golden State has had this nucleus, and they've been able to succeed every year. I mean, uh, two years ago they had a down year because Clay was hurt, Steph was hurt, Steph was hurt, yeah. But barring injury, well, you know, when everybody is healthy on that team, they consistently are in the top tier. And it speaks to uh, the coach. It speaks to the level of unselfishness for the players. And and you don't often get that. You know what I mean? Like, to, to keep a nucleus like that together in today's day and age, um, you usually have one person that's like, you know what, I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go that clay would off. go off. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, 100%. Um, yep. but, but you have it, and, and it's, it's still beautiful to watch. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's true. I just got a notification that said uh, John Morant had a game-winning layup tonight. Puts, puts the Grizzlies up 3-2 over the Wolves. Wow. Yeah. I think John I, Morant, the most improved player this season. You know, was he? And you know why? I, I, 
I get it. He had a great season. Did nobody think that he had it in him? I guess my, like, for me, the most improved player for me is that the guy you did not see coming. And I get, that's not what the title says. Right. It's most improved. So I just, I'm like, yeah, John Morant, like, he was on my list of people that could possibly ball out. You know, I don't yeah, know. Like, like, I thought he already was, like, a star. I thought he already I mean? was a fucking yeah, star. Exactly. Was he a top? I, I understand that he reached an echelon. He took that next step this season. Sure. He took two more steps. Great. I love him. Love the guy. Love the energy. Fucking love the Grizzlies. They're they're the they're the feel good. Not the feel good. I think the Pelicans are a little bit more feel good story this year. But like there's well, not a lot of people that are like, fuck the Grizzlies. Well, they were the two seed going into the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. I mean I, I, I <laughs> that award to me is more like I would rather give it to somebody who's like lesser known. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that takes a step maybe from Complete unknown or like total role player to now like essential in their line. Somebody like Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't there another guy? Uh, I'm blanking, but somebody who was literally like in the G League last. Uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Well, but, like, I mean, Jordan Poole was in the in the G League. Maybe it was two Jordan Poole. Ago, I'm thinking of. You know? Maybe it was Jordan Poole. Um, anything else in the playoffs? No, I'm 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 good. I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, this next round coming up here. Def- oh, definitely, dude. My favorite, my favorite fucking thing is NBA playoffs. Mm. No, my Noah uh, is not on my list of favorite things. Mm. If you had to take a guess, what part of the country that actually my friend Louis C.K. Florida? Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. So, not to. Uh, Steal somebody else's joke. But this guy fucking wagged his dick in front of unconsenting women, so I think I can. Louis C.K. and his comedy special pointed out that Florida is not the dick of the United States. You know, like there's a joke. Oh, look, it's the fucking cock and balls in the United States. It's the it's the poop. <laughs> See, you fucking think Louis C.K. is funny. Look at you. You fucking uh, poser. That, that Florida is literally the shit. Is the poop that America is trying to poop out. And it's just like still hanging off of our fucking... A noose. So, have you been keeping up with fucking Ron DeSantis? Oh Jesus! Um, taking away the like certain quote unquote tax benefits that Disney has enjoyed as an entity for God knows how long. Have you been keeping up with this? No, I have not. So to just go, go blaze through quickly, you want to talk about cancel culture? You know, I think the Republicans and conservatives and those on the right are always like, no, just because somebody says something you don't like, you got to cancel them. Well, if I decide to no longer watch a comedy special, buy an album, stream something on Spotify, watch a movie, that's just a personal decision based on my own enjoyment of my fucking afternoon. I haven't canceled that person. Enough people do it. I guess it's tough for them to you fucking sell out. Make money sell at out your a fucking job. Club. You can choose what to spend money 100%. on and what to spend that is your my leisure money. time on. If the governor of a fucking state decides to make um fucking like legal decisions and pass bills based on a person or a group of people or a corporation in their political stance. I think that that's a little bit more leaning towards cancel culture than me saying can't play fucking R. Kelly at my wedding. So what Ron DeSantis and the fucking pieces of shit on that tour that is Florida has have done is following up the don't say gay law, following up them passing 
that piece of legislation which essentially states that sexual activity and sexual identity and gender questioning cannot be discussed in any way for certain age groups and for almost the entirety of public education in Florida. So if you were in third grade and your teacher is gay and you're like, how's your wife? (laughs) And your teacher says, I don't have a wife. I have a husband. Your parent can sue the teacher in the school. That's what the fuck that means, everybody. So what did Disney do? Disney initially did nothing. Disney yes. did yes, nothing. I did, I did follow that. that <laughs> They've part. got a new CEO or whatever, and his thing is he's not Bob Iger, who was left leaning and, and out there a little bit with his with his views, a little more vocal, even though he still did problematic shit. Pixar coming out saying, You guy, Disney wouldn't let, let us showcase same sex relationships in our movies, that kind of thing. Right. So under Bob Iger's um helm, he also did some shit with certain content that Disney put out there. Whatever. Let's move on. This new guy was like, oh, we are apolitical. We're not even going to wade into this swamp. We are saying we don't feel one way or another. Well, the employees of Disney said, no, fuck that. And they revolted. And so did the public. But Disney fans, you know, well, certain types of Disney fans. And Disney came out and said, okay, now hold on. This don't say gay law should never been written. And it should never be passed. And we're actually going to advocate that it gets repealed. What did Ron DeSantis do? Well, what Ron DeSantis did was, yo, fuck that. And him and his Republicans cronies got together. And they repealed this, like, certain certification or whatever. I'm not going to – again, this is the podcast where we have no context. Um, <laughs> which made Disney World – and I'm going to read directly from my notes – A special improvement district. And what essentially it says is that Disney is almost like the Vatican in Rome. Where it doesn't have to go to the fucking Chamber of Commerce or the uh, uh, zoning board every time it wants to pave a road or put up a new fucking castle or do whatever. It can kind of do whatever it wants. And it pays into this specific county that it created. I think it's called like Reese County or something like that. And Reese County is essentially all Disney. And they pay all the money in their own tax to Reese County. And it gets it whatever. The debt also goes to the county. It's all there. They're repealing that. And what people on the right are laughing about is like, <laughs> now they don't get their special tax exempt status. Oh, on contraire. What you just did, everybody, is make it so that now, yeah, Disney can't just build a road whenever it wants it. But guess who now has to fix the roads at Disney? The state of Florida. The state of Florida. Guess who has to police Disney? The state of Florida. Guess who has to send in a fire truck? The state of Florida. Guess who has? Guess who absorbs their debt? The taxpayers of fucking Florida. So on top of it being a bad idea because – this wasn't done to give Disney – I mean, sure, Disney would prefer it this way. They don't need to fucking ask them every time they want to fucking build a clubhouse, right? Or a roller coaster. They could just do it. So that benefited them. But they also absorbed all that cost and all that responsibility. It's almost like the, the our local tribes, the Mash and Tuckets, having their own police force. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they and they, they fund it. They, they staff it. They do all that shit. Um, so now the fucking state police or the Preston police or whoever don't got to worry about going in there. All right. So 
not only does now Florida have to now <laughs> absorb all that responsibility, what's even worse than that is what you're saying now is these Republicans, these conservatives who believe in free speech, who believe that you should be able to do what you want to do without the government dictating what I can and can't say, right. what I can and can't do. What you're saying is if you support this, if you are somebody sharing a meme, uh, making fun of Disney, then now Ron DeSantis owned Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're saying is you're okay with the government <laughs> changing law to punish people or entities based on their just disagreeing with your view. This is so, and, and where could this possibly fucking end? Like, where where do we see this? If you're a private citizen now, if you if you disagree with the governor, is he passing something to make it so the gazebo you built on your property is now like whatever? Like, where are we going? You know. Um, can you think of a single fucking solitary reason why Ron DeSantis would go this route? Yeah, because he's he's Trump light. Um, he he's adopted many of the same ideals and tactics that uh Trump would like to use. Um, except there was more checks and balances on Trump than the, <laughs> than there are on Ron DeSantis. And as governor, he's allowed to make all these wild. Uh, bills and laws and put them into action and without any for uh, foresight of what the consequences of those bills may be. Um, and of course his constituents for the most part love it because it's a very red <coughs> state, but as you just eloquently put, um, there's all going to be a lot of repercussions about these bills that were probably not thought out when he drafted it. Um, and I probably have the idea that eventually shit's going to get flipped back. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, they just can't stand, right? I mean, they're going to, they're going to understand that, look, it was fine the way it was. And this was just kind of like a petty retribution type of thing for Disney publicly disagreeing with, with the stance that he had about the don't say gay bill. They're also like the biggest employer in Florida and all that shit. Like usually there's a little bit more or whatever. So when you say the constituents, I think it even goes more than that because I think – so he absolutely like plays right into the base, right? He uh, yeah. made the DeSantis heads in fucking Florida happy. You know what else he made, who else he made happy? Tucker. You know what I mean? Sure. Fucking uh, yeah. Ben fucking whatever Shapiro fucking – Whatever, any other troll, Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity, yeah. fucking uh, Ted, fucking whatever, Cruz. Um, Ted Cruz, <laughs> he probably loves this shit too. Like, and it'll piss off the people of Florida, but it will tickle the funny bone of the voter in fucking uh, Arizona. And Ron DeSantis has his sights on. The Republican presidential ticket in three years or whatever it is, two years. Please, Lord, give this to me. Give me a Trump versus DeSantis. I just want to see them fucking tear each other apart. Oh, yeah. I want to see it happen. One of the best things we're seeing fucking Cruz versus Trump because the two worst people that we have picking each other apart. 
Um, unfortunately, we all paid for it in the end. That's that's part of the problem. It's yeah. like the the short term glee Good. that we'll get from this will <laughs> probably we'll lead end up to yeah. we can another four check. years of yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah. I know? mean, I, I've said this joke multiple times, but it's it, it's the gift that keeps on giving in regards to this tagline. It's Alien versus Predator. No matter who wins, <laughs> we all lose. <laughs> DeSantis versus Trump. No matter who wins, we all lose. We all lose. But he's he's just putting on a show. He knows that this is a bad decision. He knows that this is harmful for the Floridians. He knows that this is fucking stupid. He knows that this is government overreach. Oh, I'm going... Just because of your opinion, I am now changing the fucking law to punish you. What? Because of my opinion? Like, not, not a controversial opinion either, I may add. Um... The woke, the woke mob that is Disney Core, you know. But, right. But at the end of the day, yeah, he's playing. To, they're playing to an audience of whatever on Fox News and whatever OAN Network and all that shit. Fucking garbage heads. Fucking garbage heads. I tell you, trash, trash, trash bags, trash, trash flavored trash. Shout out to the Blood Brothers. Anyway, my guy, <laughs> do you have anything else for me? Uh, you know what. I always have something else for you, but Ooh. as far as this podcast goes, I feel like we fucking place through it, dude. Did we hit five topics? Four topics? That's pretty. Usually we're good for two. <laughs> I, yeah, we said at the start of this that we were going to keep it moving. I've and- always said I'm a long two. <laughs> he got there eventually. Oh yeah, it took me a couple seconds, but it, it, it sunk in. Same with yeah, me. Sunk in. Same with me. Sunk in. Yeah, fanta- fantastic run, sir. Absolutely fantastic run. Don't um, forget to catch us. WN2T Pod. Ooh, hey, dude. We we titillated the audience a week ago with something. Yes, we sure did. And and we want it. We want to titillate you again. Because we're gonna we're about to go in. So we we're had about to go in. We, we need to start a new bracket for this. We had uh, a great conversation uh it was two weeks ago. I think it was last week. Last week yeah. about uh, Denzel. We kicked off the podcast talking about uh, Denzel Washington and his his fantastic run of just classic movies. Um, and and we questioned whether there was any other actors out there who had similar runs, similar Hall of Fame credentials. And you, family, did not disappoint. Um, we got a lot of great feedback and a lot of actors that. Uh, we we obviously are familiar with, but have similar Hall of Fame credentials. So I don't know if we're gonna do it next week or the week after, but we're gonna we're gonna compare some of these actors. Yeah, you wanna you wanna run down a couple of them, or well, do you wanna wait? You wanna wait for the the let's wait the let's wait. I like all to right. get. I I think we should put together the list. Yeah. Anyway, you know, we're not going to have all fucking 10, 15, 20. Then it will be a four-hour extravaganza. Right. Maybe, maybe we'll do like four or five. Ooh, I can't. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait. I yeah. Can't yeah. Wait. yeah there, you guys gave us some great ideas, some great actors, um, some ones that, that maybe I hadn't thought of uh, initially. But, you know, once you go through the credentials, good God, man. The resume, Ooh, the, the resume resumes are, for themselves are just fantastic. So we're gonna we're gonna take one of these pod episodes uh, either next week or the, or the following week, and um, we're gonna go through the Hall of Fame credentials for some of our favorite actors and look at some of their runs, uh, kind of in in the framework of 
a basketball career, mm. right? Um, like all star team championships. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll throw some fucking all defense in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Some scoring some, title. some yeah. scoring titles, right? Um, we're, we're gonna frame it that way, but we're gonna really look at some of our top thespians. I love and, a good thespian, and uh, <laughs> love love some thespians. They're on my favorites on my. Uh, <laughs> Bloody good Cinemax thespian. Um, yeah, we're gonna look at that, and uh, we're gonna come up with some great, great, uh, some who had some great runs over the years. Yeah, you know, dude, uh, you want to talk about great runs? Eighty-one deep, my guy. <laughs> Going full Kobe on him, man. Dude, who else has a run like this other than our man's R.I.P. to the great one? <laughs> Not many, bro. The the list is short. The list is is very short. It's not that sweet. It's a little spicy, a little spicy. But that's the, what we're here for, man. This run is is quite spicy. It is pretty spicy. Run a eighty plus episode run of just pure habanero. My, I can't. I don't think I could say that word. Ha, haban. I have to say it as part of my job. <laughs> <constantly>, so <laughs> speaking of so, that, come down, surf cantina. Let's go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come through DJ Saturday night. We're going to one o'clock. I'm slinging them drinks. I'm getting y'all fucked up. So come through. Tip your boy. You know what? I have not been able to do. Come do down that. to Surf Canteen. I haven't found the way out. I need to. I need to come up with a way. But you know what fucks up? You know what fucks up me escape getting out? How I formulate the plan on this motherfucking podcast. Listen, listen to me. Listen. And then, and then, and then the wife listens, and then she goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" Listen. Okay, Kayla. This oh. I'm I'm going to speak directly to Kayla right now. Oh man. Um, Kayla, I know that you guys love some Mexican food. Oh. You are fans of the tacos. Sure are. Fans of the of the nachos, I'm sure. Of course. Right? Who's who loves a who doesn't love a good nacho? Look, you will not be disappointed with the food down at Surf Cantina. You don't have to come sit at the bar. It's okay. I know you would like to, Felix. Don't have to. I think she wants to sit at the bar. I think she wants to see you. I think she wants to see I, you. You know what? I don't believe I, can, I, can I Can I say something? Yes. When you were about to go like, I'm talking directly to Kayla right now. I thought I was going to have to come across. I thought I was going to have to Will Smith your ass, bro. I thought I was going to keep my wife's name. All right, man. I love you. Look. Servacantina.com. Servacantina. Get your takeout. Take out. Take out. <laughs> Take me out, bro. Let's we're, go. We're, we're doing take out. All right. I love you. I love you too, brother.